Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. My name is Lisa Wilkerson, and thank you for joining me for my podcast. So, uh, today's episode is called Wilkerson Magic, um, aka chaos, depending on who you talk to. Uh, this is going to be a fun topic. But before we get started on that, I am headed to Saudi Arabia in a couple hours. Um, so I wanted to do a really quick, uh, episode. I had a different one scheduled for, uh, the next episode actually, but I decided to switch things up and do one real quick and kind of talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia. I'm very, very excited. This is my second time to go. I went in 2017. Um, that was my first time we went, I went to Riyadh. It was a very last minute thing. Um, it was over Thanksgiving weekend, 2017 for a comic con. And I believe it was the first ever, uh, mixed as in men and women could join comic con in Saudi Arabia. So it was a really big deal. Um, and it was, it was very interesting kind of leading up to it because first of all, of course, that was right around when they were starting to open up. You know, they had a new king and he was getting rid of apparently a lot of the corruption going on um, in their government. And he was also, um, you know, trying to make it more open for he wanted to bring in a lot more tourism and he wanted to make things better for women. And so that was right when they announced that women would now be able to drive by themselves. Um, but it was, but there was still, you know, it was still extremely conservative and very different from the American culture, of course. So, um, I remember getting the visa it was just a nightmare. Um, I didn't even, this is how crazy things were. I didn't even have my visa. Um, we had to send it in to Washington, DC. I had to go to an agency in Santa Monica, do the expedited visa, they sent it to DC. It arrived literally one hour before I had to leave to go to LAX. Isn't that crazy? So I had packed and everything. I just didn't know if I was going to be able to get on my flight or not because I didn't know if I'd have a visa. So needless to say, it was a very, um, a little bit stressful, but, uh, and then, you know, as we are getting things ready, you know, with like contract and whatnot, they told us we need to see any headshots that you bring in um, because we need to look at them first to make sure that they are appropriate. Right. Um, so I send in the headshots and, you know, of my characters, um, video game characters to them. And they're like, nope, 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 nope. None of them got approved. They said, well, you know, they're not wearing enough clothing. I'm like, hello? Have you seen video game characters? Do you know that they walk around with huge boobs and really not that much on? I don't know what to do about this. So there was a lot of back and forth with that too, right? So this is all leading up to my trip. And uh, when I get to, and then, and then they also said, okay, 
once you get on your flight, so it wasn't a direct flight, obviously. So um, I went through Lufthansa to Frankfurt. Frankfurt, I got a flight to Saudi Arabia. So they told us, you know, when you get to your first stop, you need to make sure you go through, first of all, if you're wearing anything that is even a little bit tight fitting, you need to change, change into sweats, loose fitting sweats or whatever. Um, also go through your bag, make sure you don't have anything that is, you know, a little bit risque in your bag. Um, and I remember at that time I had a Rolling Stone magazine um, which had a picture of Cardi B on it, because I guess that was the cover uh, for that issue. And so I had to go to, you know, Frankfurt. I had to throw that away, obviously, because, you know, she's not wearing anything loose-fitting ever. Um, and, you know, so I'm just kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is a lot, you know. But I was also very excited. And so I get to Saudi Arabia, and I remember waking up super early because, um, I had jet lag, right? And it's a completely different time zone. And I went to the breakfast at the hotel and they said, Oh, okay. Um, you can sit anywhere, right? Because it was really early. I think it was like 6 a.m. or something and the restaurant had just opened. So I went and sat down and then they're like, Oh, so we'd like you to sit over here. And I noticed that there was a kind of divided section um and then after after you know and i i just thought oh okay well maybe you know they just want to use a little part of the restaurant because no one's up yet you know and so so i didn't really think that much about it um and then i started noticing that it was only men in the other section and my section was for women and you know, mixed company, basically. And I was like, aha, okay, I understand. So this is what it is. Okay. Um, so then we get to the convention. It was fabulous, 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 fabulous. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking, I don't even know if they're going to know my video game characters because obviously, I mean, Nina Williams from Check In or you know, Sarah Bryant from Virtua Fighter, they're all dressed scantily. So if they're not allowed in Saudi Arabia, then they won't even know about them. Okay, well, I was completely wrong. I had such a long line the whole weekend. I had so many women, and this is including women that were wearing, you know, that had their, they were completely covered. Uh, eyes, everything, like their, uh, you know, the heads, the um, headscarf and all that. And they would come up to my table and say, oh my gosh, I just love Nina Williams so much. She's so awesome. And I just thought, wow, okay, that's really interesting because, you know, I mean, she's not wearing very much. So, um, so it was just a really, really fascinating trip. And then we actually got to break away for a little bit. We were told when we arrived, do not go out of the hotel room, especially for the women. Do not, or not go out of the hotel room. Don't go out of the hotel unless you're with us because we can't protect you, right? So I didn't go anywhere, right? Uh, but I wanted to tour around and 
look at, you know, see the beautiful mosque that they have there. Because I think they have one of the biggest mosques in Middle East, I think, is in Riyadh. And I wanted to just kind of see that and, you know, see some of the other things that Riyadh has to offer. So one of the volunteers took us. And as we are touring around, um, just beautiful. It's a really beautiful, um, you know, city. And the woman, and the person that I'm with, another voice actor, she's like, so are we going to go see Chop Chop Square? And I'm like, what? What is Chop Chop Square? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go see that. Absolutely. Well, apparently is the, it was the city center that they used to use for public hangings. And so we went there. We saw that. That was really intense. Um, there was also the remainings of a castle from way back in the day. Um, as we're getting out of the car, though, you know, our volunteer tour guide said, oh, but make sure that for this, you really want to make sure that your head's covered. I was like, yeah, I do not want to be part of Chop Chop Square. So I'm good. Yes, definitely. Um, but anyway, it was just a really, really wonderful time. So I'm really excited to go back again. This time, this trip will be to Jeddah and it's Comic-Con Arabia. And, um, I am, yeah, really excited. I made some wonderful friends, uh, in 2017. So I get to see them again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing about it, obviously, is the long flight, which I'm not looking forward to. That's okay. Um, okay. So Wilkerson magic. And this kind of actually is also part of my traveling. Um, I don't know why, I don't know how, but, and those of you that know me well already know this about me, but chaos just seems to follow me. Chaos or Wilkerson magic. Um, and it's not just me. It's also with my family. And, you know, I was just in Portland, um, a week ago, uh, I went to see my, you know, I went to see my brother because his birthday was that weekend. But I also, the main reason I wanted to go was to see my nephew's football game. Because I am going to be traveling, traveling, traveling until mid-January. I will barely be home. So I wanted to make sure that I got to see my nephew's football game. It's his senior year. He's captain of football. So uh, of the football team. So, you know, it was really important for me to make sure that I saw him. So we, I get to Portland and it's Friday and, um, you know, my brother was like, okay, so the game starts at seven. I'm like, okay, what time do we need to leave? So we leave, I think like around 640 or 645 or something. We get to the field and it says score 21 to 21. I'm like, well, that's weird. And, but you know, we park and then we're heading to the field and, um, then we get to the gate and there's a, this, you know, kind of burly, you know, security dude. Um, he's like, uh, you guys are kind of late. I'm like, what? what? What do you mean? And, uh, of course I couldn't believe this, but there was the, there was this, I think she was a student. She had to be a student or maybe an, I don't know, uh, maybe a teacher's assistant or something. Anyway, there was this, um, blonde chick. And she's like, you guys can't come in. And we're like, what? Why? She's like, well, it's almost the end of the fourth quarter. There's only four minutes left of the game. Like, what? We thought it was at seven o'clock. We were told 
we looked on the website of the school where my, you know, where my nephew goes. This is seven o'clock. She said, well, it didn't. It started at five. You guys can't get in. Tickets are all sold out. So you're going to have to just like look at, you know, you just you have to watch and support from behind the fence. I'm like, eh. It was so, she was so obnoxious. She was one of those types of characters that you see sometimes in like a John Hughes movie, you know, about like teen angst or whatever, where there's this really obnoxious hall monitor that goes around, has a little, a little ounce of power is like, nah, 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 nah. That, is, that was her tortilla. Right. But I'm like, no, I can throw a little Wilkerson magic on her. So, of course, I say, what? No, I came all the way from L.A. to see my nephew. This is the only you know game I'm going to be able to see. She's like, well, that's too bad, isn't it? It just did not work at all. <laughs> so, I, I, I. so we went behind the, you know, we went behind the fence and there were a couple more people that were behind the fence. Maybe they got the same information we did. And it was, yeah, it was only four minutes left of the game. Um, but they were on the side closest, the side, the side of the field closest to the fence that we were on. So you could kind of see. And I started cheering because that's what I told uh, my nephew I would do. Right? I'm like, go, Right? I'm like, go, number 57. Um, and and then I, and then uh, when the other team had the uh, ball, I was like, it's okay, you can trip them. And then my brother looked at me and he's like, don't say that. We had, we specifically had a parent meeting with the coach where the coach told us, you have to, you cannot be mean or like, <laughs> you can't say things. Basically what I was saying, I was like, okay, okay. I kept saying it anyway, because I was so mad at that hall monitor lady. Anyway. And then it was so funny because there was this guy that was maybe, I don't know, about 20 feet away from us. And um, I think he forgot to put his toupee on or something because he had the weirdest hair. And then uh, he, he kept giving me like a dirty look. He was obviously for, you know, cheering for the other team. I was like, stop looking at me, dude. But, you know, I think it was also because the way I was cheering. Um, so. You know, and then it goes into triple overtime. Unfortunately, my my uh, nephew loses. It was a great game, though. Um, but the other team just got momentum at the end, and then they ended up getting a touchdown and a penalty kick. So, ah, we lost. So I went home with my brother, and then um, the next day we go to pick up my nephew. You know, because he has what they call film, where they have to like. You know, just look over the film from the game the pre- of the previous day, and we go to pick him up, and then, um, and then uh, Philip, my my uh, nephew, said, "Dad, I'm not number fifty-seven. I'm number seventy-three." I was like, "What? Are you kidding me? You mean I was told the wrong number? How could that even be? It was just like this crazy thing." And my brother was like, "What?" I thought you were number 57. I was like, well, thank goodness. Because at the, you know, when it went into like all the triple overtimes and everything, which by the way, the clocks completely stopped. So we had no idea what was going on, but they were also at the way at the other side of the field. I could see absolutely nothing. And I just said, you know what? I don't really care. I'm just going to go ahead and 
chair for Lincoln High, which is my nephew's team. And it's a good thing that that's all I did. And he's like, I don't know. And, and, you know, I did say number 57 quite a few times. He's like, Niso, I don't know if he's, you know, even on the field. I'm like, I don't care. You know, whatever. I'm just going to cheer, 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 and cheer. Um, yeah. So we didn't even have the right number. What the heck? Anyway, that was a little bit of a Wilkerson chaos for you. You know, that happens. And this is just in the span of like a couple days. But you know, this is really what happens. Another thing that happened, um, and this was a long time ago, was when I was visiting in Portland. And, or no, actually, I think I was living in Portland for a little bit of time. And I went with my brother to a baby shower. It was actually with a good friend of his who was getting married. And she had invited, you know, they worked together um, at Intel. And she was getting married. And so, you know, he was invited to the baby shower. So at this time, I think my nephew was like about four. And my niece was six. And so... We all went, the four of us. I hate, ba- you know, for those of you that know me, I hate showers, period, period, period. I hate baby showers. I hate wedding showers. I hate any kind of showers, except rain showers. I am, I'm just not, I don't know. I just don't like all the pomp and circumstance of all that stuff. But I understand, you know, why to do it and all that. But so we went there, he got there. And of course, you know, it's just kind of, It's really formal and very uh, kind of upper middle class, but trying to be upper class. So they had like these, you know, crustless sandwiches. They were trying to be really bougie, bougie and all everything in the house pretty much was all white. Right. Um, So we sit down and it was just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know anyone. The only one I knew was my niece, nephew, and brother, obviously. But so we're just kind of sitting down, and I'm sitting down with Chris. And then our nephew, or my nephew, goes over to the table to get some food. And there was a chocolate fondue um, fountain kind of thing, right? So he goes over there um, and then comes back uh, and has chocolate on his hands right and and i was like what did you do and apparently oh my gosh he put his hands of course his fingers in the chocolate fountain and then came over and then tried and licked it and didn't like the chocolate and so he's like oh this is nasty and then he rubbed his hands on this perfectly white furniture and Chris and I look at each other like, oh my gosh, we have to leave. We cannot be here any longer. Um, we did stay for a little bit longer to just add a little bit more uh, Wilkerson magic to the uh, baby shower. Um, because what happened was um, we... I was, oh, so I was in, you know, and I was sitting down with Philip and I was trying to take out the chocolate. Um, and then Chris was like, I'm just going to go into the garage for a little bit. So he went into the garage, which was kind of turned into like a man cave, right? And he was there and there was a guy sitting down, like watching a game or something. 
And he was just, you know, doing small, you know, uh, making small talk. And then this woman came in and he turned around and he's like, Oh, hi. How many months are you? And he could see through, you know, through his peripheral vision that the man sitting down was like, Oh, right. And I mean, it's a baby shower. So, you know, we thought, oh, maybe, it, you know, he's he's probably thinking, yeah, maybe she's pregnant too. Apparently she wasn't. And she she gave my brother <laughs> the dirtiest eye. And he said that when he said that, it's almost like he could see, you know, like in sometimes in the cartoons, you can almost see the fumble. You can see the words like coming out and you're like, no, I take it back. I take it back. But you can't. It's too late. Um, so, yeah, that was all in the span of maybe two hours that, you know, we completely added chaos to that whole mix. And it was just a crazy, crazy scenario. Anyway, there's so many more instances where Wilkerson magic or chaos takes over. And I don't know, you know, I am maybe part of it is I like to see what happens. And I, I don't know, sometimes I do love getting myself in situations where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is absurd. So, you know, there's that too, but I'm very excited to see what kind of Wilkerson magic can happen in Saudi Arabia at Comic-Con Arabia. Um, this is me getting ready to sign off and I'm all packed, almost ready to go. And so I just thought I'd do a really quick episode as I head out to the Middle East. I wish you all love, lots of peace and wish me luck with my Wilkerson magic uh, adventure in Saudi Arabia. So this is Liesl signing off for another episode of Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. See you soon. Bye.